0: If you smell, la 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 la, what the you is cooking? You are locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I just had to open this episode that way. You'll understand why. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, South Florida sports radio vet, including pregame and postgame for Miami Hurricanes football. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen every day, even on a Saturday. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to our pod. And if you are watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe to our channel. Going through a Q&A on this one. We like to do this on Saturdays. We keep it a little bit looser on the weekend. We've had some really good questions coming to us on Twitter. Questions and comments, by the way. On Twitter, at LockedOnKanes. We will follow you back. And also in our YouTube comments as well. So I had to start with this. It's why I opened the show like a jabroni. Did you see, asked Pete. Pete asked us this on Twitter. Did you see Dwayne Johnson? Talking about Mario Cristobal on Twitter. Did I? Yeah, I did. Now, let's not forget Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and Mario Cristobal. They were teammates, 90 to 92, at the University of Miami. And Dwayne was actually responding to a tweet from my pal Dan Cilio, who I used to do radio with, who played D-line at Miami in the 80s. And he and The Rock know each other a little bit. He and Cristobal know each other a bit. And uh, Cilio tweeted at The Rock something about Cristobal, and Dwayne Johnson himself responds, Brother Sil, he says, talking about Cilio, at Coach Cristobal was the absolute best teammate and workout partner. We got after it in the weight room, and we kick each other's asses in practice, made each other better. I'm proud of his success, and I believe he will guide our canes to greatness hashtag you mentality and listen it's not just Dwayne Johnson anybody you talk to that played with Mario Cristobal back in the 90s we've spoken uh, with Gino Toretta about him uh, on this podcast we spoke with Darren Smith a couple of months ago who played linebacker while Cristobal was here playing on the offensive line I think they all knew anybody who played with him knew This guy's going to be a coach someday if he wants to be, if he wants to be, he's going to be a great coach because the motivation, the energy, his ability to teach and explain. um, And it's not surprising to hear Dwayne Johnson say that. And of course the rock who, and I need to shout this loud and clear. So people who are not big time, UM fans, remember this. He did play football at the university of Miami. Dwayne Johnson did. He gives back a lot to the program, guys. I mean, all the money he donated for the weight room uh, that was named after him. uh, And, you know, he's a really, really busy guy. But anytime he's in town, he stops by campus and sees what's going on. And I think this is another alumnus. Now, he's probably a little bit busier than some of the other former players to come through Green Tree over the years. But, yeah, you know there's going to be an open-door policy for Dwayne Johnson, because he and Mario Cristobal are personal friends. So don't be surprised if you smell what the rock is cooking a little bit more often than you used to. And you're thinking about Dwayne Johnson. It feels kind of weird to say this, but it's 100% true. He is the single most successful former University of Miami football player, just not in football. Right. But you know, we've had, Pro Football Hall of Famers come through the University of Miami program, some of which are on the staff right now. Ed Reed is on the staff now. Now, Jason Taylor didn't go to the U. He's a Pro Football Hall of Famer who's working now at Miami. But you think about all the great players that put on the orange and green over the years, you know, many of which went on to have incredible NFL careers. Dwayne Johnson, the single most successful University of Miami former football player. So, anytime you've got the rock, endorsing your head coach, I will take it. Hey, The Rock, he might be president of the United States someday. I figure that'd be great for Miami if he ever gets that done. So yeah, to answer your question, of course, I saw Dwayne Johnson tweeting about Mario Cristobal. And shout out to our guy, Dan Cilio, for getting that whole exchange started in the first place. Um, Kane Thunder asks us on uh, on Twitter, Is there any chance that Tyler Van Dyke is fool's gold, he says, and regresses this season? Now, okay, you're going to come at me with a nickname like Kane Thunder, and then you're going to ask me a question like that? Are you sure you're not a Florida State fan or a Florida fan that's like making up a name like Kane Thunder to sneak in here like a Trojan horse and talk about Tyler Van Dyke regressing? I'll entertain the question. I fully believe in Tyler Van Dyke. I think this young man has the arm strength, the pocket presence, the intelligence to even build on the success that he had last year. Is it possible he regresses? I think that's possible with any college quarterback. I think when you're talking about, You know, uh, I imagine he's 19 or 20, going to be 19, 20 when the season starts. You know, still a really critical phase in his quarterback development. Of course, there's a chance anybody can regress. I just think he's way too internally motivated to allow that to happen. And I believe in the coaching that he's getting. Don't sleep on Frank Ponce. Do not sleep on his quarterback's coach. I know that some people will say, hey, you know, Dono, what what do you think with – Josh Gaddis, really run-heavy offense at Michigan, and Cristobal, really run-heavy, you know, minded head coach. Do you think maybe they're going to take the ball away from Tyler Van Dyke a little bit too much and stunt his growth a little bit? I don't feel that way because, uh, for one thing, Josh Gaddis is the type of offensive coordinator, coordinator that takes what his personnel gives to him. Did not have an elite quarterback at Michigan. I believe he has an elite quarterback now. So he's going to play more into that angle of it. Uh, I also think Miami's offensive linemen from last year, for what it's worth, were better pass blockers than run blockers. But I do believe in the running back rotation. So there's going to be a lot of burn in the running game. But listen, I, I think honestly, if there's any chance of a TV dimes regression, I don't even want to use those words in the same sentence. But if there is any chance of that, um, I think it would probably have more to do with what's around him than him. I think if there's any sort of a regression, it's probably going to be because his wide receivers do not step up and drop too many passes. You lost your two leading receivers from last year. Charleston Rambo and Mike Harley are not running through that smoke anymore. So we need to find consistency from guys who weren't consistent last season, uh, These supporting cast. Uh, or if like, God forbid, you have, you know, significant injury issues with the wide receivers and tight ends. I honestly, if there's any sort of a regression from TVD, I think it's going to have more to do with what's around him than actually him, because I think he's got all the stuff to get even better than he was last year to sustain it for a full season this coming year. I think the sky is the limit for that kid mean gene asks, i think it's appropriate to get a question from mean gene when we're talking about dwayne the rock johnson on this episode uh he said this is a really interesting question we thought we might be able to hire mario a few years ago right before they hired manny diaz instead could mario have succeeded here at that time with blake james as the ad and a shoestring budget Woo. That's such a great question because it also, it kind of makes you have to admit that Manny Diaz's lack of success was not entirely his fault, right? Because he did have an unambitious athletic director and a shoestring budget. Um, Had they gone out, what was it, three and a half years ago and hired Cristobal from Oregon instead of Diaz from Temple, I think Miami would have been probably a little bit more successful under Cristobal. The offensive line would have been better. There would have absolutely been a better mentality. I don't think you lose to FIU in 2019 if Cristobal was your head coach, especially since he used to coach at FIU, he would have wanted to beat the brakes off of that team because you know, they they fired him for no good reason. So Miami would have been a little bit better, but I, I understand the angle that you're getting at is that, and OK, so, you know, three and a half years ago, I don't I don't know for sure if they could have had Mario then. There were rumors about it that, hey, his buyout at Oregon, I think it was around like 10 million. Like, hey, maybe he could be had, but you have to pay the buyout. I don't know if Mario really wanted it at that time. Um, but like essentially they saw, hey, Manny Diaz has, you know, we he's our defensive coordinator that now we have to pay a buyout from Temple to get him back, which was embarrassing in the first place. But his buyout is way lower and Cristobal's buyout, so that ties into the shoestring budget thing. But for Cristobal, um, even when he did end up at Miami six months ago, around that when he took the job, before he took the job here, he required guarantees that we're going to have a budget, that we're going to have resources, that I'm going to be able to have similar resources to what I had at Oregon if I'm going to come here to Miami like he needed those guarantees so honestly I I think it's a moot point I don't think Cristobal would have ever taken the job at that time if he didn't have assurances and promises that Miami would start spending the way that they started spending a few years later the way that they're doing now so you know if he had come under those circumstances Probably would have been a little bit better than Diaz. That's very safe to say. But, I, you know, the U wouldn't be back. Like, we wouldn't be, you know, in college football playoffs. But tremendous question. Um, I think it's better that we got Cristobal now than we got him then. Because now you do have a very good head coach, stellar staff, and the resources to actually make a meal out of that. couple more questions and comments I want to get to right after we get to the good folks at bet online betonline.net it's your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info you can find all the latest sports developments news and odds including this year's basketball championship matchup the nhl hockey uh conference finals major league baseball and of course the latest fighting news from mma and ufc to boxing and we have uh tonight ufc 275 you want to check out all the odds and info at betonline.net they are your continued source. For all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. And guys, there are so many college football futures on there as we count down towards the season starting. Uh, eight and a half win total from Miami. Jump on that. Head on to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. Uh, We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And guys, if you want in future Q&A episodes, you want your questions to be answered or you want your comments to be read, tweet them to the show at LockedOnKanes. And we will follow you back from that account. Or you can also tweet to my personal at Alex Dono. That's Dono spelled D-O-N-N-O. So this one is not a question. It's a comment from Ruth. Ruth. I want to hang out because your optimism, um, it seems infectious. Is it infectious or infectious? I don't ever know if I say that word properly. But Ruth says the Miami Hurricanes will make the college football playoffs next year. Now, I assume she means next year like this year, but maybe she means next year, next year. I think that would actually make more sense. But she says Miami Hurricanes will make the college football playoffs next year. With their talent and coaching staff, there are no concerns, period. No concerns, period. Um, Listen, I I love it. Like, I see the optimism from Ruth. And there's – man, I can't remember the name now. But there's whenever we get the live chats on the YouTube premieres, there's this one guy who's always, every day in the live chat, we're winning the national title this year. Miami's going to the college football playoff. We're winning everything. I love the optimism that you guys have, but I want you to temper your expectations, right? Mario Cristobal and his staff, great as they may be, they're still taking over a team with some limitations and some depth issues carrying over from last year. They've addressed some of that depth in the transfer portal. You know, We talked about the linebackers on Friday. Caleb Johnson is a godsend. I think he can make that linebacking course so much more stable this year. Um, You know, I think the jury is still very much out on Frank Ladson, but you get an experienced receiver in the transfer portal from Clemson who obviously knows what it's like to be part of a winning program. Um, You know, he had a quiet spring, but he may emerge as a leader. You got so many good players uh, at the line of scrimmage, especially on the defensive side from the Mesadors and the Agudes. Um, So you put some Band-Aids on this, but still – I don't consider to be. I don't consider Miami to be a team with nearly the sort of depth as the big boys, the Alabamas, the Georgias, um, even Clemson. Like they had a down year last year. Uh, I think they're going to be more vulnerable this year. And you know they didn't even win the ACC championship last year, Clemson. But I think Clemson is more vulnerable now than they were a few years ago. So Miami, I think, has closed that gap a little bit. But you don't have the overall depth that the Clemson Tigers have. So. Uh, Be patient. So if you say there are no obstacles this year, I believe there are obstacles. And another obstacle is Miami's got a a tough schedule. I mean, you got to go to Texas A&M and to Clemson this year. I think Miami might be able to steal one of those games, but if you lose both of those games, no one would be surprised. They're going to be big underdogs in both of those. So temper the expectations a little bit, okay? Uh, Cornell Jr., commented uh, on our running back episode from earlier this week. He says, Rooster and Parrish will be the one-two combo, that those are going to be the guys who get the most reps. I agree. I personally think Henry Parrish is going to end up being the starter and Rooster will be the next guy in. Not that it makes a huge difference, because they're going to get plenty of work, both of them. Uh, Then he adds, Thad Franklin will be utilized a lot this year in short yardage situations. He says, I'm hoping Cheney, can return healthy. I don't want to rush his return. He's still young. Yeah, Chaney uh, coming off an ACL injury and surgery. And that's why, like, when we did our running back episode, I know so many of our listeners, rightfully so, are really high on Don Chaney. And a lot of people are like, no, I think Chaney's going to be the starter uh, maybe at some point. Um, but I think it's going to take him, like, a little bit to to really get back to full fitness after that. He missed the spring because of his injury he is the total package, though really strong, well-rounded running back. Um, and like I mentioned, you know, Cheney and Knighton were both in the same recruiting class, and I, I liked Cheney a little bit better than Knighton coming out of high school. So I think Don Cheney's going to get his time, but once he's fully recovered from the injury, I think he could be a real X factor. And then, you know, in that message, they didn't even mention my guy Trevante Citizen. <sighs> now, He's a true freshman, so could be some learning curve there. I get it. But he's got the size and the speed, right? I mean, he's like, uh, what is he, like 220 already as as a true, like he just went to prom like a few weeks ago. And the guy's like already 220 pounds, really, really strong back. And you saw there were some pictures of Citizen going around on social media this past week. He looks like a grown man, just jacked out of his mind. Uh, So this was a a really good question that I do not have the full answer to. And if anybody does, let us know. Okay, so we were doing our episode Friday about the linebacking core, and I talked very highly about Wesley Besaint, the true freshman linebacker from Miami Central coming in, and IMAX asked us... uh, how long will Wesley Besaint be out with the injury that he sustained in his car accident, uh, which I think was back in late April. And yeah, I, I should have mentioned that yesterday. I didn't, because honestly, I, I don't have a whole lot of reliable reporting on how bad that was for him. Now the accident was brutal. Someone in that accident lost their life, which is tragic. Um, uh, Wesley was a passenger in that car. Now coming out of that accident, And I'm sure that whatever fully happened to him probably falls under medical privacy, HIPAA. Um, There were rumors coming out of that accident that he had an ankle injury that required surgery. And anytime you hear surgery, you're thinking, oh, it might be a while before he's back. But then the newspapers, all that they said about it was he had a cut on his ankle that required stitches. So that theoretically wouldn't be so bad. But when I try to dig and find reliable information on what his current health status is, I don't find anything substantive and I'm not going to dig very deep, but like if any of you out there, if you, if you hear anything on, if you've heard anything on good authority as to how long, if at all, he might be out because of that, uh, because of any injuries he sustained in that car accident, let us know. But I think this is a thing where, you thank the Lord that that he survived it, right? Because that accident was bad enough that it did take someone's life, which is an awful, awful tragedy. And guys, let's appreciate every day we have on this planet, okay? Uh, Miami Media Associates says on the linebackers, he says coaching alone will help. Charlie Strong versus any of our coaches from last year. And then you add in Caleb Johnson and Wes being Wes Besanth, Uh, you'll see a night and day difference, he said. He said uh, great job to us for breaking it down. Um, Yeah, I don't think we can, uh, you know, coaching coaching can't work miracles, but I don't think we can understate how much coaching can help this situation when I I think in a lot of cases uh, we had so much poor form tackling that you've got to think someone like Charlie Strong, who, you know, he's had some very unsuccessful runs as a head coach, But as a linebackers coach or a defensive coordinator, he's done a bang-up job everywhere he's been, especially as a linebackers coach. So you would think the fundamentals these guys are getting drilled uh, is going to help them. And Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator, he is – I said this on yesterday's episode – he is OCD about tackling. He is going to make sure these guys can't even leave the practice field until they're tackling properly. So I think coaching can make some difference. I I think there are certain players in that linebacking core – You know, like, uh, you know, Keontre Smith and Avery Huff, who may be able to just really take like the next step forward if they can just be coached up properly. So I like that. Uh, Armando in Miami tweeted, don't let this beautiful Saturday morning in the 305 distract you from the fact that Canes football runs through the smoke. 12 Saturdays from today, he says. We are getting closer and closer. Cannot wait to see all excited fans in that parking lot and stadium. Miss seeing my friends out there. 12 Saturdays, folks. Um, It's going to either feel like the longest 12 weeks or like the fastest 12 weeks. I don't know. I I haven't decided yet if if this is going to – I think it's going to go by slowly. But we're going to try to keep you entertained and informed every day on Locked on Canes. But Miami season opener. September 3rd, Hard Rock Stadium against Bethune-Cookman. Let us know in the comments and on Twitter if you will be attending that game and where you're going to be tailgating from because I'm going to be there and I hope to see some of you guys out there for the Bethune-Cookman game. Uh, Last one we're going to go over on this episode. UBI United left us a YouTube comment. Uh, This was, by the way, a comment left on the episode we did eight days ago on – you remember when Kirk Street? thrashed Miami's athletic department and administration back in September. And I believe that was one of the factors that led them to really change their ways and just improve the alignment and start investing more in football and athletics. And UBI United just commented on that this morning. He says, blah, 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 blah. We've been saying this for years talking about Miami, you know, getting back to glory. We've been saying this for years. He says, Cristobal did little at Oregon. Willie Taggart was great there too, wasn't he? A lot of hype, but little will change. Well, okay, Cristobal, you won Pac-12 championships there. And like he had Oregon, at least in the conversation for college football playoffs. So let's not act like he did nothing there. But you know what? We get comments like this every now and then. Uh, Everyone's entitled to their opinion. If you're not as bullish or as high on Miami's direction as I am, that's totally fine um i get it for many years the program has been mediocre or worse you've been you know you've been bruised your ego has been bruised um but i i will remember and i hope you guys who have left comments like this if miami does do some serious winning within the next couple of seasons we'll come back and say you know what i was wrong you guys were right so that will do it for this episode guys make sure you follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnCanes. We will follow you back. And anytime you've got a question, a thought that pops into your head, Canes related, drop it to us on Twitter and you might get your tweet read on an upcoming episode. We do that quite a bit. Follow my personal at Alex Dono and make sure you check us out. We're here at least six days a week. YouTube. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, wherever you get your pods. This has been another episode of Locked On Canes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.